Heidi ho, good neighbors, and welcome to Family Chatters. Family Chatters, as you well know, is the only podcast that I'm aware of that exists uh, that is only about Family Matters, the show, the ninth and final season specifically of Family Matters. This is episode number two. Last week we did number one. We are going sequentially. So uh, that means next week, you never know. Maybe we'll do three. You'll just have to tune in. We had, uh, episode one had approximately 60 million views, I believe, in the first hour, which is uh, okay. It was all right. I was hoping for a few more, but I did get a call uh, from the president of the United States, um, who, if you are listening at some point in the future, currently that is Barack Hussein Obama, uh, and he was like, hey, nice job on the podcast, and I was like... um, not my president. I don't. I, if, I don't know if yes, you know please. or not. But yes, come in, sir. <laughs> um, Steve Urkel, Jaleel White, mm-hmm. is actually related to Barack Obama, and that's true. That's actually a fact. Is, He's I, a third cousin because Obama's mother, who was Hawaiian, somehow I'm not sure, but was, Jaleel's related to him. <laughs> uh, thank you. So. <laughs> That is a true fact, apparently, guys. We can, you know what? If you have Wikipedia at home, if you uh, bought the CD-ROM that has Wikipedia on it, or if you have Encarta, just go with that. Look up uh, President Barack Obama, Julia White, or you could ask Jeeves. So um, I'll I'll introduce my guests now, since you already heard one of them. His name is uh, Nick Bagless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he is just a fan of the podcast. Right. That's how we know each other. Yeah. He came up to me on the street earlier today and was like, can I be on your podcast? And I said, why not? And here I am. And here he is. Uh, and then also we have over here, you can't see what I'm pointing at, but it is uh, the lovely uh, Lauren Dab. Hi, guys. Thank you, for, thank you for being here, Lauren. Absolutely. So, Lauren, um, your name... Your first name is yes. is very similar to the character of on Family Matters named Laura. It is. So is that you think that your parents did that intentionally, and is that also why your brother is named Carl Winslow? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've wondered that my entire life. <laughs> did you ever ask? Did you ever think to ask your mom? Maybe. I, I think maybe this this will get me to the point where I can ask her this podcast. Okay, good. Really so the, we're opening some stuff up. Open. Yeah. yeah, and it's yep. like now you have to talk about it. And Nick, uh, who are you named after? Jaleel White's uncle, <laughs> Barack Obama. No, his other on the other side. Oh, okay. So his, uh, his name was also Nick Bagless. Nick Bagless White. No, no just Nick Bagless. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a weird coincidence. Mm-hmm. Thank you both for being here. Before we get into this, and then later on in the show, we have. Uh, the segment, which is uh, dedicated to our special guest this week, it's uh, another, uh, I don't know how we're getting these famous people, it's someone who uh, is an executive producer wow. of the show Family Matters. He agreed to come on. He actually called me. He was like, can I come on? Wow. And I'm thinking, why are all these people calling me? The president, <laughs> Nick in the street. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Know. So we'll get to that in a little while. And then uh, right now we're going to talk about 
Family Matters, episode 195 of the series. It's a good number. Season 9, episode 2, if you're keeping score at home. And uh, it picks up last week, uh, just to quickly recap, there was an episode with a bunch of nonsense. And then at the end, Steve and Laura shared a kiss, a very passionate kiss. And that is setting up some uh, storyline that we're going to continue to see throughout the season. But, but so they just ignored it in this, this episode? episode? Yeah, that they is correct. absolutely did. Say. Okay. They no didn't idea. mention that at all. No. Let's get right into it. I'm going to read a synopsis for you at home who did not just watch it. Carl and his boss, Commissioner Geis. Not to be confused with Commissioner Gordon mm-hmm. from Batman or the commish. Michael Checklist. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Carl and his boss go out for a day of duck hunting. Urkel, being, that being Steve Urkel, tags along with them with comedic results. Well, that's a lie. Well, okay. <laughs> that's an editorial comment by you. I happen to find all of the results comedic. Uh, but we'll get to what those were in a minute, and then we can discuss whether or not they were funny. Uh, meanwhile, Laura, not to be confused with Lauren <laughs> here, borrows, borrows are in quotation marks, her mom's diamond earrings for a night at the Sizzle Club, yet comes home shocked to find out that one of those earrings, guess what, is missing. Okay, guys, let's get down to it. So, really quick, is it yes. the Sizzler or the Sizzle? <laughs> no. See, if you tuned in last <laughs> week, we discussed this. Uh, it is the Sizzle Club. Okay. Not to be confused with the Sizzler, which is a restaurant that serves a steakhouse, some kind of... right. It's a steakhouse? I mean... I think lobster. Oh. That's what I think. I feel like it's... When I hear Sizzler, steak. I think seafood. Is that is any of this true? I thought it was a I, breakfast place. I think steak is a real thing at it, this restaurant. In, well, in I a steakhouse? Do. All right. Well, do guys at home, people at home, look, get on your Encartas. Ask Jeeves. As, ask Jeeves and then send us a fax and let us know. So... It's seafood. Oh. I, we were all a winner. The Sizzler... And it's steak? known for its steak, seafood, and salad bar, Holy featuring, shit. featuring wow. a wide variety of so options. So I was, I was the only one who was wrong, basically. Why aren't there yeah. more Sizzlers, then? I don't understand. I don't know where one is. Uh, so let's start. The, so the first scene of the episode, we open up to a scene that adds literally nothing to the rest of the episode, right. mm-hmm. which is Steve Urkel and Myra, his girlfriend, who he reluctantly dates, even though she's obsessed with him. And she's cute. So Myra comes in. And uh, and says something about like, hey, shake your ass. Yeah, she wanted to see. His I mean, it, it looked yeah. like she was just staring at his crotch, though. And uh, and then she leaves, and that's the end of that. She's not in the episode oh, again. Oh, she splashes water in her face too. Right. So he shakes his butt for her. Yeah. And she's like, she like fans her face. She gets the vapors. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes. She grabs a flower pot in the Winslow's home. The Winslows uh, are not there, by the way. Right. So they're these two people are just in their house. And she grabs the flower pot and she throws the water in her face. Like, that's the only way she could cool down after seeing that nice, nice, just delicious Jaleel White ass. Clearly. And and then she leaves. And then the audience laughs their butts off. (laughs) So then we go to the scene with uh, Laura and her friend, uh, I don't remember her name, Mm -hmm. Maxine. Okay. Could be, could be. Yeah. So uh, they they are preparing to go out for a night at the Sizzle Club, which is apparently all they do. Right. That's what they did last episode. They're going out to the Sizzle Club, and Maxine's like, "Hey, Laura, um, you're looking fly," <laughs> and and she compliments her earrings. She goes, "Those earrings look pretty good for fake earrings," and Laura says, "That's because they ain't fake. 
they're real gold or mm-hmm. diamonds. Diamond. Diamond. Yep. Diamond. Uh, and and she goes, where did you get diamond earrings? You don't have money. And she goes, well, what I did was I I borrowed them from my mother, uh, and she doesn't know. I stole them. I mean, she was she planned to give them back. She did. I say so I call it a borrow. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, but best laid plans. Am I right? Oh yes. Absolutely. <laughs> they go to the Sizzler. Right. To dance and uh, come home to find where did the other earring go? There's an earring missing. There's only one, and those are one thousand dollar earrings, <laughs> by the way, which they they mention because they say you're oh you're missing one now it's only a five hundred dollar pair of earrings. <laughs> right. Right. Which right. is that how that works? I don't know. If you lose one earring, does it decrease the value in half? Or <laughs> I'm going to guess you would have had to buy another pair of earrings. Right, because you can't yeah. just sell one earring. Or, right, no. Know? I was confused uh, by this because they left for the club in the middle of the day, <laughs> and then they returned from the club in the middle of the day. Right. Yeah, so and they were the last two people there, they said. Right, so they were there either all day and night returning the next morning. This is the main thing that confused me about the episode is that it seemed to span four days. Okay. <laughs> so they left, let's say they left at, let's say, four o'clock. Okay. And then they must be returning the next day at around 10 in the morning, which morning. what were they doing all night long? Dancing at the Sizzle Club. And they danced so hard that Laura's uh, earrings popped right the fuck off <laughs> and uh, is nowhere to be found. So then Maxine goes, what are you going to do? And she goes, I'll just work overtime to pay, and then I'll replace it, and then my mom will never know. Right. Well, guess what, guys? What? What? No, guess. I don't. Oh, I don't that know. that doesn't work. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so. I I did have one note about this scene. I yes. forgot about the word hoochie mama. Oh, you did? Yeah, I think I'm going to bring that back. You're going to start calling people that? <laughs> they yeah. might not like that, <laughs> even if you're trying to bring it back. If you start calling people hoochie mama on the street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. All right, so cut to the end of that storyline when Harriet comes downstairs to uh, go to a lunch, a fancy lunch, because she's all dressed up, and she's right. like, one more thing, my diamond earrings. Yeah. And Laura says, oh, shit, I lost one of them. She doesn't vocalize that, because then Harriet would have known. But she uh, says, why don't you not wear diamond earrings? And she goes, I have to. Sorry. <laughs> just what i do i am harriet winslow and i wear diamonds uh and she goes please don't she's like i'm going to suggests that harriet wear pearls instead so as not to offend the poor people at the lunch she's with and and harriet finally fesses up she's like guess what i know that you lost my goddamn earrings i was fucking with you i guess right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, and she's like, sorry, and whatever. This whole storyline did not need to exist. No, Am very, I right? It was very dumb. Pretty much. It, it was like, as soon as she said, I'm borrowing these earrings, you knew that she was going to lose them, mm-hmm. well, at least one, mm-hmm. and then try to lie her way out of it. Yep. And then uh, her mom was going to find out, and then she was going to apologize, and then they were going to play happy music, and then everything was going to be fine. They didn't yeah. need to go into the rest of it they didn't need to do it at all they just tried no. to fill right they had minutes. to fill because the show's 21 minutes long they had right they needed an extra five minutes of content so they went with that <laughs> yeah that's the best reason to put something on television um all right so now let's talk about uh steve and carl right yeah what happens next is uh steve we cut to the kitchen of the winslow home steve urkel is sitting by himself uh with a solitary cupcake 
and he is has a candle in it, and he's singing "Happy Birthday" to himself. He's wearing a party hat. Right. The whole he sings the entirety of the song, and then the audience uh, claps for yeah, him. Yeah, they went crazy. They, they loved, loved it. it. They loved it. Uh, and, but you're also supposed to, I guess, feel sad for him because no one knows it. He's singing it in a very melancholy way. Right. Um, Carl walks in, and goes, "Hey, are there any more cupcakes?" And Steve's like, oh, well, obviously, this is my birthday, and you're not noticing that because I'm dressed up like it's my birthday. I'm wearing a party hat, for Christ's sake. And Carl's like, right, but the cupcake, though, kind of. Like, it's not even, I think what I just said would have been funnier than <laughs> right. what they actually did. <laughs> I, um, I think it would have been, yeah. So he, and he's turning 20 years old. Yeah. Who knew that they were in their 20s? Why are well, they still living sense. at home? He's not, and he's, who, I don't even know where he lives. Right. Well, but Laura's still living at home. Did yeah, she, she, is. she didn't go to, School after or college? After she only school, goes or? to the Sizzle Club and work. It, well, she only works to afford the Sizzle Club, uh, which she goes right, to during right. the day. So she must work at night mm. at the Sizzler. So Carl feels bad for Steve at first, and he's like, "Oh my God, no one knows it's your birthday because everyone hates you." Um, here's what we'll do: this weekend, you and I will just spend some time together, just the two of us, right, buddy? And Urkel is so happy about this; he can't wait. So then, uh, what I can only assume is the next day, there's a scene where Carl's boss, the commissioner, shows up at his home to invite him duck hunting. I had so many problems with this. Please. <laughs> he shows up at his house yes. to invite him to go somewhere else with him. Later in the scene, he goes, I'm just inviting you because my car is in the shop. How the fuck did you get to the house? <laughs> How the fuck did you get here? You walked here to invite me to go hunting with you tomorrow. In your car. Because right. you need a ride. Yeah. So does that mean he needed a ride home? Then? I know. From what do you do? Just walk home from there? And this is your boss. Imagine how strange it would be if your boss walked to your house to like invite you anywhere the next fucking day. It's right. so fucking dumb. And then and then told you, I'm only inviting you because right. I don't have a car. And you still go like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you just want to please your boss, right? It's so fucking right. stupid. Um, <laughs> That's day one. This is this is now day two. Day two. This yeah. is now day two. Laura is still at the sizzle. Club. Still at the sizzle. Okay. So they're going on like almost 24 hours straight. Right. No wonder she lost an earring. <laughs> Jesus, that's a lot of dancing. She was getting fucked all over that club. I think that all over that. I club. think that's implied. Yeah. Right. It must be. She fucked all of the guys out of the club until there's no one left. Right. She's a hoochie mama. She's a hoochie mama. Yeah. Excuse me, hoochie mama. Uh, you have to leave. You fucked everybody here, and they all left. You're the only one. There's no one left to fuck, Laura. Right, you have to leave. Except for her friend, who then got hit on right. by one of the guys she just had sex with. <laughs> so, um, where did we leave off? Uh, well, Carl, so, oh, so the right, boss. The so boss. he's so he's yep. like, now I got to go duck hunting with this right. boss of mine. Yep. And then uh, the immediate next scene is Carl is making coffee. It's three a.m. the next right. morning. Yeah. The next morning. Day so that's three. three. Day You're right. Three. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Day three. You're onto something here. Okay. So they and they tell you it's three a.m. They put it on the screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know. And it was dark in the house. Yeah, it dark. Would have helped it if was. they did that the whole time. If they yeah. put like twenty four. the timeline. <laughs> they had a clock on the bottom of the screen the whole time. Um, so Carl's making coffee. He's very tired, because and you could tell he's tired because three a.m. Right. He's overacting. And Steve comes downstairs. <laughs> Steve comes downstairs. Why is he upstairs? Because he lives there, I guess. Um, so Steve comes downstairs and he's uh, got all his duck gear on. And Carl's like, "What the fuck are you doing right now?" How did you know I was doing this? Even I didn't tell you I was going duck hunting at three in the morning. Right. And Steve says, well, I pay. <laughs> this is actually what he did- says. He says, I pay Eddie 
Oh, Eddie. Who's Carl's son. Okay. To tell me every month what exactly you are doing at all times. $10. $10 a month. Yeah. But that's the reason that they came up with. They couldn't have come up with any other good reason I for him to. overheard you. Right. Talking that w- to your boss. Yes, that would have <laughs> been a perfectly acceptable answer. But uh, and what I found interesting about this was, so all of that happened. And then Carl goes, okay, I kind of feel bad. You can go. Yeah, he straight up lies this to him. Mean. He goes, and then he does this thing like a, almost like a Bond villain. He's like, you know what? Before we go, why don't you go get a jacket? <laughs> Sweater. <laughs> Sweater. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, and he does this maniacal laugh, and Steve still goes, he's like, all right. Goes upstairs to get a sweater, and Carl bolts out that door. And he leaves. He so leaves mean. him behind. He's he's. This is the dude's birthday, who everyone forgot about. So mean. And he goes, "I promise to hang out with him, but I just can't because I hate him so much." And he leaves. And Steve comes downstairs. Carl's gone. He's they. You hear the sound of peeling tires, and uh, Steve's like, "I'm just gonna follow him to Lake Lenore, which is right. obviously where you go duck hunting mm-hmm. in right. Chicago." Yeah. Um. Let's cut to Lake Lenore now. Which is actually a pretty good set for a '90s sitcom. Yeah. Like it's they they use actual water. They're in an actual boat. Actual ducks, even. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. let's wait. For, wait, wait. Spoiler no. alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're in a. It's clearly an indoor set, but they dress it like they're in the middle of a lake. Right. So um, Carl's there with his boss. They have giant shotguns. They're wait, just waiting on ducks. And then guess who shows up? Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. Good guess. Stevie. Stevie Urkel. Yes. Shows up and he's like, yeah, guys, I was following you the whole time. They don't explain how because he doesn't have a car. <laughs> right. I, I don't he think. was running. You think he was running behind them? I think them? so. He really? says, you, you, you never look in your rear view mirror. You would have seen me behind you. That's a good point. I assume he that. He's not out of breath. Though. I assume that he was talking about being in a car behind them. but I, he, I think he was running. Wow. That's even weirder. He, yeah. So here's what happens. He gets uh, he gets in the water up to his waist. It's not a very deep lake, <laughs> but uh, and he goes into the boat and he tries to get into the boat and it's it doesn't work. It's a very comical scene where he is keeps falling out of the boat as he's trying to get in and it goes on for what I would say is probably eleven minutes. I think it was probably. twelve minutes. I timed yeah. it was twelve. Yeah. So and you keep thinking like, oh, this joke's gonna end soon, and it doesn't. He gets no. in the boat and he falls out again, and the audience the whole time is like. <laughs> Yeah. It was three quarters of the episode that yeah it was that joke. It, that joke of him trying to get into the boat right so uh, he finally gets in the boat and now they're just waiting for ducks and, uh, and this is the, what I think is maybe the most perplexing thing about this episode they get to the point where he's like Carl and the boss are like there's no goddamn ducks where are these ducks we want to fucking kill ducks right now. And Steve's like, oh, why didn't you just say that you wanted to hunt ducks? <laughs> I have a super duck call that will get you tons of ducks right now. A, why did he just now bring that up? B, why does he own that? Right. Right. Uh, and then especially C, he blows it and the ducks. It works. It works. Right. So immediately. Many ducks. And they cut to a, a, a B-roll of ducks, <laughs> of, like millions of ducks. <laughs> Flocking in, and then the so the ducks fly over, and Carl and the boss take out their shotguns and start shooting at him. And Steve is surprised. Right, he's yeah. surprised that the duck hunting trip he was not invited to, mm-hmm. that he showed up at, had a duck call which only exists to lure ducks so that you can murder them. Mm-hmm. Right, he's like, wait, you guys are gonna shoot these ducks? And he's supposed to be an intelligent person. He's supposed to be a guy who invented. We discussed this last time. Invented time travel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cloning, 
Uh, he can transform into a variety of different personalities with a giant machine that he gets into. <laughs> um, but he doesn't understand the concept of duck hunting, even though he has all of the gear right. to do it. He's clearly never done it because the ducks show up, they shoot, they miss all of them, which somehow, is, somehow, right? Uh, and and they're like, "Well, Steve, blow your duck thing again." And he goes, "No, why would I do that? You're just gonna try to kill the ducks." And they say, "Of course we are." And he says, "Well, I don't, I can't stand by and watch that." Right. And they say, "Well, why the fuck did you come duck hunting? <laughs> we didn't even want you here." But this is what perplexed me the most about this episode is the final scene, because can you imagine embrace it? Let's say you're a grown man. Who's like fifty five? Okay. Can you imagine embracing your twenty year old male neighbor in the way that Carl embraced Steve at the end of this episode? They hug in a way that, and they they, they, they hug touch, and they touch they foreheads. Touch yeah, their foreheads are, Why are, they are doing touching, that? and it, and they hold it throughout right. the entire end of the yeah. episode, which is clapping. <laughs> no, I don't have that. <laughs> so, uh, but no, yeah, they were like holding each other. Yeah. Because Carl was like, I realize I love you. Like, I'm so sorry for everything I did. Yeah. yeah. I love the shit out of you. But yeah. I want to hold your face. I just right. want your your forehead to touch my forehead. Right. Come here, you big hoochie mama. <laughs> so, Nick, you're a, a vegan. Mm-hmm. I can only assume that you made that decision based on this episode alone. Yeah, that's true. Like, you watched this and then decided, I am. This is this is it for me. And this isn't the only... Area in my life that was influenced solely by Family Matters, but it is one of. It's one of how many? One of seven. Okay. So what are the other six? <laughs> well, there's the the veganism. That's I'm, one. That's one. Okay. Uh, two is I'm working on a, a time travel machine. Okay. Using the specs that Steve created, I was able to find them online. Um, three. That's two. That's two. And are these in order? No. Of priority? No, not in order of priority. Okay. I just. Three is I work as security at a store influenced by Harriet's job. Mm. And I also, I also work nights as a police officer influenced by Carl's job. Okay. Um, I only How many is that? I lost count. That's, that's, I think that's five. Five? five? All right, yeah. two more. Six is I only date black women. Okay. <laughs> and seven is um, I also, I even though I'm a vegan, I do duck hunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you just kill them. You don't eat them. Correct. Uh, Lauren, how many ways... <laughs> Has Family Matters influenced your life directly? Um, you know, it was really a big part of my middle school years because that's what I looked forward to all week was TGI Fridays. Uh, and you're talking about the restaurant. Right. Okay. So, and now, is that where you watched Family Matters at <laughs> Friday? At oh, wait. I think I mean TGIF. <laughs> You were talking about the block of television. Yes, 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 oh, yes. Oh, see, yes. I was confused yeah. because I think Eddie actually used to do appearances at TGI oh. Fridays. Oh. Eddie the character? Yeah. He used to go around to TGI Fridays and help <laughs> them, like, sell. I mean, because it, it was a two-way thing, but he would help them sell the uh, big, twice-baked potatoes or something like that. <laughs> and how he would show up at TGI Fridays and go, I'm Eddie Winslow mm-hmm. of the show Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try a twice-baked potato tonight, <laughs> gang? Yeah. And everyone goes, okay. They were like, well, yeah. Well, because who doesn't like Eddie? You know, if you think about it. Right. So, uh, so then, okay. So, so yeah, then- <laughs> you know, that was a big um, part of my social circle. You know, it's that's what we did on Friday nights is we watched TGIF at TGI Fridays. Right. So you gathered all your friends, went to the, the TGI Fridays. Right. Yeah. Uh, I assume you got some twice baked potatoes. Obviously, maybe. How many times but- were they baked? <laughs> uh, Just twice. 
I yeah, that's that's how they market it. Yeah, twice. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ordered anything special like a like a thrice baked potato. That's what I, I usually get there. No, no, no. Okay. No. Maybe some mozzarella sticks, something. Oh, fancy. Know, with some marinara. What are you rich? <laughs> yeah, I have some diamond earrings too. So. I know you can't tell right now, but Lauren is wearing the biggest diamond earrings I've ever seen. No pearls for me. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What else do we want to talk about? I was very surprised at how old Steve looked. Like, I didn't remember him looking that old. Right. Well, because you remember Steve Urkel as a child. Right. Which is when that started, it made sense that he had a high-pitched voice uh, and wore his pants. Like, like his mom dressed him and his voice didn't drop yet. And then he became a 20-year-old. Right. Clearly, he has a deep voice because his character, Stefan Urkel... Right. A cool dude. Uh, it talks like a normal twenty-year-old. Right. I think I would like Stefan because I cannot stand his voice, Steve Urkel. You think you would be romantically interested in him? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Does your husband know this? He will now. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Once you go black. <laughs> it's true because they have giant cocks. I feel bad. Um, Wait, who does? Have you never seen Family Matters? I have. Every single guy. Now, this is, I don't know if it's an urban legend or not. You could probably find it on Wikipedia. But the way they cast that show was cock measurement. <laughs> so no one less than 10 inches was allowed to be on the show. So the actress who played Harriet. 10 inch cock. Wow. What about Laura? She might have been the, I remember reading something, but she might have been the only one under, just a shade under 10. How big was Steve Urkel's cock? 14 inches. Wow. <laughs> Around. Yeah, I think I'd like him. It was <laughs> yeah, you would. Then. Uh, but you know what? Now that you mention it, I remember every time I watched Family Matters, I was like, I could see all of their dicks through their pants. <laughs> right. Like all of them. Yeah. In detail. I could see right. the veins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bizarre. But that's why. And they actually did the same thing uh, now on a new show. What show was that? Um, damages? I don't know if it's still on. I don't think it is. <laughs> but they casted that show. Who's in that? Glenn Close? Glenn Close. <laughs> okay. So Glenn Close has a gigantic black cock. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to cut right now to uh, the very special guest who is the executive producer of Family Matters, amongst other things. And I'm going to cut to it right now. Let me just uh, cue up the old cut to music. All right. I am here with uh, one of the creators of the show Family Matters. I'm a little confused as to who exactly it is. It says, uh, in front of me, it just says Miller Boyette, which you may remember as the production company that uh, created a lot of those shows. But it says it just says Miller Boyette. Now, sir, uh, thank you for being with us. Now, are you Thomas Miller or are you Robert Boyette? I am Miller Boyette. And your name is, your, so your, your first name is Miller and your last name is Boyette is what you're saying. No, it's Miller-Boyet. So, so that's your last name? No, I was named after um, my mother. Your mother was named Miller-Boyet? Or... She, well, if you let me explain. Oh, please do. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, great. So, uh, okay, so this whole time I thought you were, I thought Miller Boyette were two people, especially because uh, they're credited everywhere as, as Thomas Miller and Robert Boyette, which sounds a lot like two people, but I guess I was wrong. So, Miller. Well, 
there's a perfectly good grammatical explanation for okay. why there was a Thomas Miller and a Robert Boyette. The T and the H and the O and the M and the A and the S, all silent. Uh, and then the R and the O and the B and the E and the R and the T is all silent. So I have... Okay, so those are, that is, those are correct. But you don't pronounce any of those letters in the in, no, the, in the names Thomas no. or Robert. That is correct. Okay, that makes complete sense. So you are responsible for some very popular television shows from the eighties and nineties. Uh, so let's let's see. We got Bosom Buddies, yes. Perfect Strangers, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, obviously Family Matters, which is what we're talking about. Uh, Full House, Step by Step. Uh, these are all these are huge hits. Yes, I put out quite a bit of shows that uh, made quite a bit of money, you know, as well, and investing it quite wisely, and I bought a lot of uh, suits with it, and I'm wearing all of them as we speak. You're wearing wearing one of them, or you said you're wearing all of them? Well... How many suits are you wearing right now? I wear three suits, a morning suit, uh, a midday suit. Okay. And then I wear my night suit, but you have to wear the night suit last. That makes sense. Uh, so yeah, so it sounds like you uh, had some wildly popular shows. You made a lot of money, it seems, from what you've said, and you spent it all, uh, or at least some of it, on uh, multiple suits that you wear throughout the day. But uh, now, how, now let's talk about Family Matters, because this is what the show is about. So tell us, uh, tell us everything. You know, when I was a boy, I always wanted to buy a lot of suits, you see. So you wanted to buy, as a young boy, you just wanted suits. And you figured, uh, what better way to make a lot of money to buy a lot of suits than to create a lot of hit television shows, right? I was always, as a young boy, coming up with these relatively, you know, standard, peculiar stories about families getting into a bit of... Uh, hijinks, one of them lies, the other one, you know, he does something else and he steals his father's wallet. So they, right, but it sounds like you you stumbled on a formula, which is the family uh, sitcom, which was, uh, I guess you came along at the right time. The late 80s was just chock full of those. And, and what did you call these things again? So, uh, um, sitcoms? No, is that word? That word you said? Situation, it stands for... Um, a little surprised you don't know this. It stands for Situation Comedy. No, I used to call them suit-buying uh, episodes. Suit-buying uh, so episodes? You think... But yeah, you, can't, so you can't possibly think everyone else called it that. You, no, one, I, no one knows the why you were making them. Well, why do you do anything, Christopher? I mean, it sounds like you do everything just to afford nice suits. Uh, but... You okay? So, but uh, I'll tell you this: everyone else calls them sitcoms. So now, you are responsible for a lot of these uh, very popular shows, um, but those are the only ones that I think we all know about. Did Did you ever throw something at the board and it just didn't stick? Did you ever uh, have an idea for a show, um, and then it just never came to fruition? Well, you know, before I got my big break in the eighties. I went through a, you know, the, the usual windmill of a man about town, you know, looking for work in the industry, you know, get my name out there and 
And so, you know, I pitched a couple of shows. One was about a you know, family living in the Ozarks. Uh, father, town sheriff, mother, you know, worked security at the bank. Uh, it was called uh, people who live in the same house, and they call each other mother and father and daughter and son, and they interact with each other in, in their daily lives on the fold. Uh, That's the name of the show? The name of the show was the... I don't even remember what you said. There's a mother and a father and a son and a daughter, and they interact. That's... I I have to say... Okay. (laughs) I have to say, um, I'm not surprised, then, that that show did not necessarily take off. That title is way too long. Well, you know, there's no other real words that really describe what I just described. Well, how about... What about the words, family matters? It seems like you arrived at that at some point because you the show was called Family Matters, the popular one. Well, you know, I didn't come up with that name, you know. Okay, that makes more sense. Moving on, so that was one. Uh, any, any other shows? Well, you know, to my sort of consternation during that time where I was caught um, a bit of hardship in the, during, the, during the war, you know. and Which war is um, this? The, the Great War. And the, the what? The Goat War? Is that what you said? N- N- or Gulf War? Well, well, it was the Great Goat War. <laughs> I do not recall the Goat War. Where, where did that take place, and how did that affect you? Well, you know, I grew up uh, near a goat farm. Oh, okay. In... So this was a, a fairly local war that we might not have heard of, because it was just a bunch of goats near your house. <laughs> Well, you know, they don't teach it in all the history books. The war lasted for about 16, 17 years. Wow. Okay. Same goats fighting that whole time? Um, well, you know, in that time, so they had a bit of a, they all had a brood of their own, so the, the next brood would fight the other brood of the other ones, and we put money on it, and... Oh, you so you know, wagered... <laughs> wait a minute. You wagered... On these goat, that sounds like uh, more like a goat fighting ring where you made goats fight each other and then bet money, which sounds also illegal. My good man, I've been an advocate of animal rights since the Great Goat War. <laughs> okay, I guess that would make sense. So let's let's uh let's get back to when you came back after the goat war and you started making tv shows again well you know after the failed ozarks project i thought to myself what what hasn't been done before in you know sort of television and so i went through all the tv shows on the time and there were dreadful shows taking place in new york philadelphia uh, certain parts of Dallas. There was a show called Dallas, you know. I know, yes. Uh, yeah, it took place in Dallas. So that you know, gave too much away, I thought. Um, That's the, wait, that title is too on the nose for you? The show Dallas ba- taking place in Dallas? But you <laughs> pitched a show called A Mother and a Father and a Son and a Daughter and things happened to them? I'm just pointing out that that's okay. Never mind. Uh, okay, so there was a lot of those shows about different cities, and you weren't uh, a fan. It sounds like. So then, what did you do? Well, sort of, you know, went through the list of cities and 
you know, there's quite a bit that just start with A, and, you know, by the time I got to B, and then C, and then I thought, well, that's probably it anyways, so... You think all cities start with A, either A, B, or C, <laughs> so you might as well stop. Right, I came across what I assumed was the last one, and I figured, oh, no one's probably even been this far and heard of this one, so I chose Chicago. Have you heard of it? I have I have heard of Chicago. I have to say, I think a lot of people are aware of Chicago as a city. And there are multiple other cities that start with letters past C in the alphabet. You named a few of them. <laughs> Dallas is one. D comes after C. Well, that's debatable, but... It's not really debatable. Uh, okay, so you picked Chicago going alphabetically through a list of cities in the United States. And uh, you arrived, you said, I want to do a show in Chicago. I assume that show ended up being Family Matters. Um, yes, and you know, I, I didn't get enough credit for, you know, bringing the city, uh, the name of the city to everyone's attention. Is that what you think uh, the show is most famous for, is teaching people that Chicago was a place? You know, I, I wear the crown humbly, of course. But, you know, I don't, I don't take full credit for it because they're not giving me the full credit for it. So I'd settled for, you know, 90, 98% of it. That, uh, that's fascinating. I want to thank you uh, so much for being on the podcast. Uh, this has been very enlightening. I knew literally none of this that you told me today. I thought, I thought it was a very different uh, background of the show and of the name Miller Boyette, even. I learned things. Uh, so thank you again, sir, for being on the show. Uh, you're welcome to come back anytime. Lovely to be here, Mr. McCarthy, and I look forward to seeing you again. You know, I found good fortune in this country, so I love all Americans, obviously. So you are American, right? I, I am, yes. Well, then I love you. All right. So that is the conclusion, gang, of episode number two of Family Chatters. I want to thank my uh, esteemed colleagues, Lauren Dab. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you for being on the yes, podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay. It was thank a pleasure. You. Uh, and also, of course, Nick Bagless. Yes. The guy I found on the street this morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I, I discussed last week that I wanted to have a catchphrase to leave every show with. Right. Um, so I, the last week I think it was peace out bitches. Yeah. Uh, but I want to try. I mean, I want to try a new one every week. So guys, just get, very quickly, first thing that pops in your head, what should my outgoing catchphrase be? Gucci mama. <laughs> Anything uh, else? All right. Um. I mean, I like here come the cunt police. That is not going to be said. <laughs> um. No one's got it. That's the only two I things. I mean, that was the only thing that I Hoochie can't Mama actually. And here come the cunt I, I can't get that out of my head now. All right. So um, that I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna make one up then. That's the end. <laughs>